Bills Fan Podcast, episode 88, 88, for October 24th, it's a Monday. Does that mean this is the Marquise Goodwin edition? I don't get it, because I'm dumb. Jersey number. Oh, shoot, it is the Marquise Goodwin edition, number 88. Think of other 88s. Well, I like Marquise. Well, anyways. Pete Metzler's edition. He was an 88, right? I believe so. So, I'm your host, David, and uh, find me on Twitter at NumBillsFan. I am your co-host, Adam Deacon. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsAdamD. Well, uh, four-game win streak is over, and guess what? The whole Bills fan base, well, most of them that you read on the internet, is back to the 0-2 Bills Let's uh, trade Darius. Let's no, blow they, everything up. Let's. Uh, they're not even jumping the bandwagon. They they're tipping this thing over. It, it is the wild west on the on Twitter and on these Bills fan groups and on these message boards. You get online right now. It is a war zone. It really is. It's. The it's, world, the, the world is it's ending. Fun though, everybody, everybody thinks it's somebody else's fault. No one can agree on anything. You know what this game was to me? This game was one of those games where, where you, you just was it a trap game? Because I was like, yo, if there's a trap game on our schedule right now. It's the Dolphins game. Maybe, maybe fuck me for saying that. No, you know what I would say. I, you can I would, say fuck you. you can I, say I would say it, it's it's our fault for. Being Bills fans, because we choose the team that, for some reason, always loses the important conference division games, and they beat the out-of-conference teams like the Rams, like the Cardinals, and it's like, God damn it, I'm so so sick of it. I'm so over it. I'm so over it right now. They're going to win all the games I expected them to lose. I'm glad I didn't like actually like publish a, like, Hey, here's my picks for the season because I would have been wrong most of the time already. I think I would have picked one right so far. Well, right off the bat, I got something for you before we roll. Like, would you trade? I thought about this today. Would you trade a Dolphins, a win against the Dolphins, and a win against the Jets for a loss against the Patriots to Brissett? I would. Uh, yeah, I would. Well, I mean, if I would have known this was the case, it's like. This isn't supposed to happen. Of course, Mario Williams decides to play a little bit of football now. Now he's awake after he's unpaid over twenty million something dollars the last well, yeah. two years. Now he's a little you bit awake. You know my theory on this. What is it? It's like that scene in The Water Boy. Like he literally is just envisioning Rex Ryan out there, like needle dick, needle dick, needle dick, needle dick. That that's that is my my theory on that. I'm sticking to it. You know, we said. We said against uh, the 49ers, you know, maybe maybe LaShawn McCoy was playing with a vendetta sort of because the whole Chip Kelly thing. Well, I think we saw that same phenomenon in effect with Mario Williams facing his former Rex Ryan team. 
And, uh, yeah, had to be us, didn't it? Look, that offensive line, uh, uh, you know, could, could not could not do much of this game. And, and if you don't know, we're, we're brought to you by numbillsfan.com. So this will be up there. Oh, we skipped our whole, no, our whole spiel, man. Well, we got a new way of doing this. So if you don't well, know, all of our content is up on numbillsfan.com. Once a week, Scott Campbell, our buddy Scott Campbell 13. Find him on Twitter, Instagram. And he's, find him on our next episode. Spoiler alert. Oops. I was and, supposed to say that first, huh? And he'll be on our 7 o'clock Facebook Live, which we do. Yeah, we do that with our friends over at billsforlife.com. I'm doing a lot of chats. We didn't even win. We're kind of over Chan a little bit because we're so depressed right now. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're overcompensating big time. So... It, Scott writes an article once a week, keys of the game, yada, yada, yada. One of them was obviously keep running the ball. That didn't happen. Also, don't forget, we are from, we are also part of punchrunksports.com. There's a sports podcast at Punchrunk on Twitter. They're pretty awesome. It is three comedians, Ari Shafir, J- San Tripoli, Jason Teeb. But it's really not meant to, it's not like cheesy funny. It's just pretty much calling it raw sports talk. So I, I like it. Yeah, if you like us. You'd like them better, probably, but shh. Yeah. Number one, number one sports comedy podcast on iTunes, Punch Drug Sports. Check it out. It seems like the Miami Dolphins did to the Bills what the Bills have been doing to teams. Stopping the run and running the ball. Yeah, they didn't do those, those things at all. No, they didn't. And I'm just like, hey, man, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, you kind of wonder, like, the going into this game, you have a 31st-ranked ranked defense that you're going up against, against the run, as far as going up against the run, 31st. And I thought that with the way the offensive line was playing, let's not overcomplicate it, let's run the ball, and try to establish it. And right off the bat, you could tell with LaShawn McCoy. First play, it was a play action to McCoy. You know? It, he had nothing to do with it. Right. And, and it's like, okay, that told me right off the bat, this Bills team is going to be trying to throw more. Um, you could tell LaShawn wasn't LaShawn. I mean, eight carries for 11 yards, that, that ain't him. That ain't him. And... I don't know what happened, but as we were talking, this Dolphins defensive line actually stepped up. I mean, you were talking defensive line earlier to me and, and before we started this. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on our last podcast, episode 87, available at numbillsman.com. Um, yeah, no, I said I said there that, you know, this, this uh, Dolphins defense hadn't really been playing up to the potential you see when you see the names – on that roster, we know Mario Williams. We know what he's about. And Sue, we know what he's about. And Cameron Wake, he showed up like like I hadn't seen him in a while, you know? like He did what, not look old at all. No, playing hard as shit. And it sucks that it had to happen against us, but... Mario Williams kind of showed off a little bit. He, yeah, he no, had some he, pressures. I mean, no, he came he came through big in the fourth quarter, man. Tyrod Taylor was hit and sacked for a combined total of twelve times. 
12 times. Yeah, it was it just, you know, they they saw what to do against Tyrod because he kept pushing, trying to find trying to find room, get into the get into the sidelines. Like you said, the sacks, the pressures, and how many times did he throw that ball away yesterday? I don't have a hard statistic for that, but it felt like a lot. I I I could be wrong. I'm and gonna... it's situations where I'm used to seeing him get forward of the line of scrimmage before going out of bounds, get picking up four, six, seven yards, and getting out of bounds. And he's he's got nowhere to go yesterday. Tyrod Taylor did not seem to have time. And if there's one thing we were concerned about with the offensive line, it was pass protection. We've been raving about them going into this and this game and you know, I look at a guy like Mike Gilsley, five rushes for 20 yards. He had a 20-yard long run. And, and if I'm not mistaken, don't you agree, Mike Gilsley, this was a game that, if anything, you would think Mike would have about 12 handoffs to about maybe six of McCoy if McCoy's playing. Yeah, I understand eight. You want to have him out there. We did see some Reggie Bush. But right. let's let's be real here. I mean, Mike... He he's in a groove with uh, with this offensive line, and in the second half, they're up seventeen to six in the third quarter, and they only had four run plays after that. It's like, w- w- you know, what's up with that? Yeah, no, some of the they, they 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 ran away from what they do well. Right, and I I'm almost wondering if, and not to sound like a negative dickhead, but I I kind of wonder if after Shady was kind of slow to get at, you know, he didn't get nothing going. He stalled out sort of, I guess is the not as nice of a way as I wanted to say that, but he, he couldn't get it going. And I wonder if they just kind of stuck the fork in the run game altogether based off of that. They're like, Oh, well run the ball's not working. You know what I mean? Cause Really, I, I think Gillisley should have been getting the, the lion's share of that, and, and most people agree with that. Mo- that is one point that in in the wake of this loss where everyone's kind of pushing blame around, it comes down to why wasn't Gillisley out there more? But to be fair, if he did have 10-plus carries and didn't didn't put up real productive numbers on it, then it's it's going to be all fuck Gillisley online too. So like, it, it, you know, it, it, it's like this, this offensive line seemed to have a hard time across the board today. And I think that's where it starts. Especially, because, especially, you know, on these, on these running downs we saw, but here's, here's one thing that I, I wonder how influential do you think a player like LaShawn McCoy is on the sidelines? Like, like who's telling who's telling who what's up, what's up over here? Do you think he's like, nah, coach, I'm going in, or do you think coach is like, nah, son, you better sit your ass down? Like, I wonder what the I wonder what the dynamic on the sideline is with with you know a high profile player like Lashawn McCoy. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm just Lashawn McCoy is an all pro athlete, right? Can we can, <clears> and, can and we I, say he's? I got a good I got a good perspective for you. Can we say he's the the premier skill player on this team, like oh, definitely, he is the only player on this team offensively that is elite. He is elite. Okay, if you want one word, so elite, we're in, we're he in, is all pro. He has been. He is that. elite. So follow okay. me. 
If my dumbass, who plays what you would consider beer league hockey, or people who barely can fucking skate, and oh, some of these people, I, I go to these games every once in a while. I have absolutely nothing better to do because, like, it's awful. I know, I know, young children who can't even clearly speak English that skate better than some of the people I see out there. And yeah, so that tells you the level. That tells you the level that I'm. That I, I don't want to say I'm out there with. Like I'm some good guy. I yeah, get when around, you're out I get there, around okay. I feel like you're the old guy beating up the kids at karate class. <laughs> Dude, like hockey's so new to me. I don't know what the fuck I'm yeah, doing. No, yeah, no. But, but what I'm saying yeah, is, it's like. Because you're you're totally one up in most of these dudes out there. You're 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 making my point exactly for me. It's like this clearly doesn't matter, and I'm paying to be in this league where like once our goalie gives up over five goals, third period, it's just like a running clock until you get it down to I think within two goals. And like my dumbass, I swear, man, I went into the boards really hard um, the other night. Kind of felt like I re-injured a shoulder. Again, and my dumbass wanted to be out there, so I was not coming off the ice. I was, you know what I mean? LaShawn McCoy wants to be out there, and he's getting paid to be out there, and he wants to be out there, and I don't think it has to do with money. LaShawn McCoy wants to be great. How do you know this kid doesn't bust one off? You don't know until you test it. He was looking good. People who say, how does a training staff not know? Look, read the tea leaves. LaShawn McCoy said in his last press conference before this game, or I should say answering questions, before this game, that this hamstring is not the same severity as last year's hamstring. So when he's, they're saying we're going to test it, obviously there's the competitive edge. Rex is like, he's out. He's making it sound like he's out. The next thing you know, it's like they gave him a shot in the arm. And next thing you know, look, yep, LaShawn McCoy is ready to go. And Rex stood to that even through halftime. He was not letting it out that LaShawn McCoy wasn't the same guy. I think you wanted to mess with them game plan-wise, I think, so that, that that way you can later on, I'll get to it, get out to Tyrod Taylor and be like, you know what, Tyrod, this is what they're saying about you. Screw it. Let's flip the script. Let's throw, let's throw in some new wrinkles on this team. It's the same old Dolphins. Don't worry about it. The, the, we're going to get you the rock back, and Tannehill's going to eventually Tannehill, and, and, and those things didn't happen. But as far as McCoy, finishing up the McCoy point is – I I honestly think that they did not know. And, and a lot of people want to blame, how do you not know? The training staff, the coaches. Are, if a player says he can go and you know he can make a difference and it could even give you an advantage in the first half so that they cue in on the kid, you put him out there, I think, at the same time, like really, most importantly, he the, the, the team has run through him. Right, and... The other thing is the nature of this injury. It's not a tear or a sprain or a break, a fracture. It's not something that they can can gauge the severity of it, except for by what input they're getting from the individual. Does this hurt? Does this hurt? How does it feel? Right. Can you walk on it? Right. Can you put full weight on it? Can you run? Can you cut? You know, it. it it's not... Anything that they can really, me- like I said, measure the severity of. That's what I'm saying. It's like his work. He, he's in warm up. Sal Capaccio is posting video. If you don't follow him, follow him on Twitter at Sal Sports. He's posting. He, he's a Bills beat reporter. He's at the game officially for the Bills, and he's posting pictures on Twitter or videos on Twitter of LaShawn McCoy doing some stuff. 
And you know what? Hey, it looks good. looks normal. And McCoy said to himself, I don't know until I really test it. Well, what happened? It's not working. Okay, so they pull him out of the game. You know, and, and it's but, like you, you know, can overreact. Not... Wouldn't you re- what if LaShawn McCoy ate for 11 yards? What if he got 40? Would you think it was that bad of a decision? People want to say, oh, how do you not know? How do you not know? I don't know. How do you not say you guys are the same people that are saying, you know, Darius should have been out there with his hamstring. He should have been out there. He could have made a difference. You are the same. You are the same person. The person yeah. complaining about this is the same person. There's just a gray area. You just don't know. LaShawn McCoy, right off the bat, within two steps, he usually has a good a good area he wants to go. I don't know what happened, but it looked like, you, you know, you remember that, that how you have like a magnet with like metal shavings and like you just have a magnet and it just like yeah. attracts all the metal shavings. That's yep. what I felt like happened every time McCoy got the ball. The Miami Dolphins might have put the blueprint out on how to stop the Bills. Yeah. Run game. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But here's the other thing. You always hear about how good a blocker Robert Woods is. There's a guy that we took out of the equation. You mentioned it earlier. You were ripping on, we were talking about Goodwin. Right. Is Goodwin going to go out there and make those blocks? I mean, Justin Hunter, he's got a little bit more size. That There's a little comfort in that. But I honestly don't really know where he stands as a blocker. I don't. I don't, I'm not really that familiar. I haven't been watching him that much because he's been here for two fucking weeks. Exactly. And, and, you know, a lot of people are saying, um, Justin Hunter doesn't know the offense yet. Give it a second. You know, and the Bills could trade for a receiver, but how long is it going to take him to learn the offense? Look, look where we're at from where we started. We, we went into this season thinking Watkins, Woods, Salas. We, we ended up with what? Goodwin, Justin Hunter, Brandon Tate, Walt Powell, and Walt Powell and Reggie Bush played a lot more this game, which is what we talked about, which is expect to see a lot more Reggie Bush. He got a touchdown. Yeah. Duh. He also caught a pass. So there's that, you know, so uh, I, I, I almost feel like they avoided everything that you thought they were going to do though. Besides, you right. know, about Reggie Bush, but, like, but, but, like looking at the game plan from Miami's point of view, it's like, all right, well, we got we got a roughed up Shady McCoy. So, all right, watch out for this Mike Gillisley guy. Well, Charles Clay, we know he can do some damage. And it's just like, I feel like they swerved right around, like, what everyone expected. And sometimes, and sometimes you've got to just do... You got to do you, man. Do you? Yeah, exactly. You got to do you. And it's like, this team has been predicated on our offensive line is going to kill you. Or maybe I'm being a dick because Clay had, what, three targets, two catches? And it's just like... That's not enough, though. That's not enough. But then with, with Robert Woods out and, like, that's exactly this, this defensive it. line coming, enough. this defensive line coming hard as, hard as fuck all game, does he even get out for that? Because, like... Yo, they need some blocking. Okay, look, you audible, you you, you audible, you audible in the quick slants out of your base offense. Okay, you audible the quick slants. You press triangle if you're on the on the PlayStation Four or whatever else. Okay, if you're on the Xbox, it's the top one. I'm not here to think right now. I think it's Y. All right, you tap that. You do. 
a hot streak, Clay, and you go up. All right, you just streak that dude, oh, and no, you I, see if you can throw it over the coverage. If you, I fade. That's how I would I solve fade. it. Right stick fade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or you could up it and, and streak it. So it's like. Either way, that's what I want to see out of Charles Clay. Or you hit him with that play action. Like a beautiful play that, that Ryan Tannehill and them have is they had this, this, I'm going to say it, wonderful. Like I watched it in the Steelers game with the Dolphins where Ryan Tannehill rolls to his right, and next thing you know, he's got two to three options on three different levels to throw the ball. And one of them, he, he connected with Marquise Gray against the Steelers, and I feel like that's what the Bills need to do. They, the Bills have done a lot of plays like that, but I wanted to Yo, see more of that. Shout out Marquise Gray just for being being a good dude and checking on Aaron Williams and and you know showing love to Marquise Goodwin after the injuries. Also, yo, speaking of the wide receivers, Goodwin's in that concussion protocol now. Wow. Uh, next man up, huh? Well. You brought up a good point. Me, Deacon, and I got we we got in a heated argument over Marquise Goodwin, and I'll be honest. It's with because you. I said that at five foot nine, hundred and seventy nine yards, or hundred seventy nine yards, hundred seventy nine pounds. This dude ain't blocking nobody. And I said. I'm not going to say that because I don't want to throw shit on the wall. Yeah, and no, you no. and you go. What did you, know, you say? Someone, you... Somebody's somebody's gonna somebody's gonna come and be like, actually, look at this play. He's <laughs> he's got Mario Williams <laughs> in a chokehold. Yeah, like, right. I'm just like, oh great. What do you know? You know? Sue Sue got pile drived. How do you not miss this? That, you know, that, Land, that Landry, would be my luck. Yeah, Landry got suplex. We're living in the age of social media, and I'm trying to get called out as little as possible. Well, so then he hit me with the truth, which is, oh, at least I'm not on Twitter saying that Tyrod Taylor is going to throw for 300 yards. I said if there was a game that Tyrod throws for 300 yards, it brings me into our next point about this. Did the Bills put too much on Tyrod Taylor? Well, as we said while we were writing our show notes, yeah, we actually write notes for this shit. Um, As I said while we were writing those notes. What the fuck else do you want from him? Do you want him to throw it and then also like run into the into the second uh, Mr. level? And catch Mr. It? Perfect WWE could do it. Or actually that was WWF. I saw Mr. Perfect, all right, as kid on a TV in a field house somewhere, throw the ball up. Now did the camera cut? Of course it did, because it was fake. And he caught it himself. He threw himself a bomb. Yeah. That's how perfect Mr. Perfect was. I yo, I I've seen that on YouTube recently. Have you really? Yo. Did they cut? Am I correct? They did they, they cut Cena, right? Or do you think it really did it? Oh, no. He definitely did it for real. Everything WWF ever put out was real. Everything. You know what? I feel dumb. But ready, ready to one-up you here? Huh. Maybe one-up you. Yeah, no. This, this story rules. I was a kid. I was about eight years old. I sat front row at a house show at the then War Memorial, now known as the Blue Cross Arena here in lovely Rochester, New York. Um, and Mr. Perfect actually wrestled that night and came around, came around the front row. I stuck my little hand out there. Boom. Slap up. Mr. Perfect. What up? Yo, that's pretty sweet. Well, I got really mad later because back then I was a big Bret Hart fan. And 
he gave his he gave his hitman glasses to this like little girl that was like for real like four seats down for me and only like half as cute. I, I was actually gonna ask you about that. I was I was a cute kid. I was a really cute like I I had like bright blonde hair. I was I was adorable. And then I started smoking weed, mixed that in with a little puberty, and here we are. You know, an extra hundred and fifty pounds later. Well, you got a tattoo on your head too. No, I, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't translate well into adulthood. Like adorable little blonde-headed kid. You don't want to turn. My hair turned dark, as did my soul, as did my heart. Maybe we could ask Brett the Hitman Hart why he ruined your life. Maybe that's where I. Maybe that's where I went wrong. That's where you went off the rails. And, and I was just going to ask you. Remember Bret Hart? That's where. Come that's in where with I got glasses. this. That's I, where I got my competitive edge. I'm like, what's this? What's this so special about this girl? What's she got that I don't? <laughs> And I've been trying to keep up with the Joneses ever since. Like, fuck you, Bret Hart. This is your fault. Yeah, Bret Hart. What are you doing? I thought that shit was so corny, though. I was a Tatanka fan. Yeah, I know. Probably like, the most obscure wrestler. I, Does he even count? Obscure? That's like the most offensive gimmick. Like, you couldn't do that in, in this day and age. You can't You can't dress him up like and send him out there acting like that. Holy shit, that wouldn't fly. I miss old wrestling. I do. If I could do a podcast about 90s wrestling, I would, but there's only so much to talk about. Well, maybe. Well, if, you, to, if anyone to, wants to co-host a 90s wrestling podcast with me, tweet me at numbillsadamd. Well, to everybody we lost, if you're still there. So, on Tyrod Taylor, he was 14-28, 221 yards. He had an 88.5 QB rating, and he had one, one passing touchdown. Bomb the Marquise Goodwin. That was cool. They were stacking the box. And immediately what I like about that play is Tyrod Taylor actually looked off the safeties. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, knew exactly no, I... where he wanted to go with it. And to me, that's something that I'm sorry. When Sammy Watkins was playing with this team, maybe it's Ink, and we can't really judge because we haven't seen Sammy without Greg Roman yet. Um Honestly, it was really bothering me that he wouldn't even look off the safeties. His, his head, just watch for head movement. I look for head movement. You know, and, and, and there is a game, and I do this with, with even in dumbass beer league hockey. I play center a lot, and a lot of times I'll kind of I'll look at the defenseman when he gets the puck, and I'll try to kind of like act like I'm over in one spot knowing that there's a couple guys open to try to intercept the pass. Do you, know, do you follow what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like Tyrod Taylor does that, is, is doing that a lot more with his eyes now than he, than he has. At the same time, when he has had time to throw, he is not as accurate as we thought he would be. And, and it's, this is the first time well, I have actually said that Tyrod Taylor is not as accurate since It comes done down it. to what I was saying a little bit too, though. He's not throwing to the to the pick of the litter here, not trying to disrespect any players on this team because everybody has a role and they all usually do pretty well with it. But it's when you start stacking more and more on less and less guys that are farther down the depth charts, you can't get the same results. And again, and maybe I, maybe I'm picking on Goodwin with his size and I may might pick on Walt Powell for the same thing right now, but these guys aren't making contested catches at the level of a guy like Sammy Watkins or Robert Woods. They, they're they just not that player. 
Justin Hunter, I again, I'm going to leave that a question mark because I'm not going to go through and watch film of him on another team. Like, I'm just going to develop my opinion moving forward because, because, because. But, <sighs> at the, you know, Tyrod's making throws that a Sammy Watkins could probably go get, but a Marquise Goodwin just doesn't have. Well, even the throw to Justin Hunter, I think a better receiver – that there was a bond to Justin Hunter, okay? A nice one. And the cornerback, the defensive back made a nice play, okay? Yeah. He really did make a nice play because his eyes were on – the defensive back's that, that eyes was were the, on the ball. That was he stretched the, uh, out. He got the play long. in the end zone, right? Yes. And on on Tyrod's left side. And, and it was a very nice play by the defensive back. But I will be honest. You the, know veter- what? the veteran move there is to kind of stick your hand out, not not push – but if Justin Hunter would have created just a little bit of a vet move savvy separation, he would have caught that ball. That's a ball that, like, you you got to use your body to make that catch, and he did not do that. There's ways to be sneaky about it. On that play, I, I did jump up, and I was like, where's the fucking flag? Where's the fucking flag? But when you but look when at I saw it. The, when I saw the replay, I was like, oh, man. Trust me. I was like, I was like damn, Maxwell still got it. Look, that, that, that throw up to Marquise Goodwin where Marquise, if you're, I know you're listening, bud. Um, hope all is well. You know we're in your corner here. No, so there's no way. I, I hope if your you, concussion's if you con- all right. If you, if you have a concussion, there's no way you could tolerate this shit coming through your headphones. You'd fucking kill yourself. The common theme I have here is the offense reared its ugly head from the 0-2 start. They could not sustain drives. This is a problem we have with Greg Roman. They could not sustain drives. I, I honestly think that the Bills overthought this. They, it, we didn't, they, they tried defensively to try making adjustments. But honestly, when you really look at it, if you cannot sustain a drive, your defense will get tired. And Jay Ajayi ran all over this Bills team. And let's face it, what's the stat we heard? Ten players missed a combined 16 tackles. I can think of two specific plays where Kyle Williams got there and he just couldn't wrap up. I, I, I feel like he burst through and he couldn't get his I, arms around uh, the guy. I also can think of two or three fucking plays where he got absolutely molested and no flag came out. So, mm-hmm. it was. I don't think the Bills were against the refs in this game. I'm the first no, one to bitch no. about I, it. Honestly... I almost feel like these refs weren't really paying attention a lot of the time until like a commotion happened and then they felt obligated to throw a flag. You know what I mean? I I, I, I feel like it was, I don't want to say poorly officiated, but it just didn't seem even. I felt like there was like parts where like shit was just like flying. And then, I mean, that, that last drive where we got like three free first downs. Yeah, I'll take it. But like, those are bullshit calls. And if it happened to us, we would be the first motherfuckers in line at the complaint department, crying our little eyes out like, oh, it's not fair. The fucking refs fucked us. Ugh. That was me last week talking about refs. And, 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 and gonna, that's me all the time, you know? But <sighs> you know what I mean? Like, the Bills got outplayed. Let's just call it how it is. The only unit that showed up was special teams and Lorenzo Alexander. I mean, let's be real here. Zoe has another sack. I don't know if somebody got two sacks to jump the list like Von Miller, but Zoe has nine sacks, which could still be number one in the league as Deke is looking up because he's a pro, and I am not, and I understand I can pause it and look it up, but I'm an honest I usually, man. I usually know this shit, but I was just like, 
I was too depressed to even like how, look at statistics. How awesome is it though to see Zoe making plays, getting quarterback pressures, and also special teams comes up. This guy's thirty three years old. He shows right back up on the field. Like I didn't very even watch. Impressed. I didn't even watch the afternoon or night games last night. I didn't, That's what we do when the I Bills lose. You I don't want to see football. I usually want to hop online on Madden and try to whoop some ass. But usually get my ass kicked. I was so depressed. Got a lot going on in my life right now. And, like, th- th- this did not – the la- you know, I don't want to be emotional here, but the reason we do this podcast is because we don't think it's always bad. I also don't think it's always good. I never want to be too high, and I never want to be too low, and it really just bums me out. It does. When, when it, 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 it bums me out. When the people who are negative get to, and, and I shouldn't care about other people, I get it. But when most of the media reports, you got guys, I'm sorry, I'll call them out. Sam Mayorana of the DNC. The guy's been covering the team for three decades. And in, a, in an interview last week with Mike Gillisley, he's saying, you know, you and, you and LaShawn McCoy are similar running styles. And, and it's like, what, what, what team have you been watching, Sale? And you're the one for Rochester that's constantly putting out negative shit. And I don't think it's that bad. And what happens is now the Bills got to, not because of sale, I'm sure it's a combined effort of all of sports writers who are over-the-top negative. It's one thing to be negative, but can we be objective here? I did not expect the Bills to show up like this. And I hate when the people who are negative get to be right after, like, like they lobbed the softball. Well, the Bills are bound to lose. So your I told you so's finally get to work. Trap game eventually gets to work. I just wish that it, the timing, like I'm so upset because I wish that the timing was not now. I'm trying to be positive. If you listen to us, I'm always like, oh, no, Tyrod Taylor's not that inaccurate. But then you look back, and you're at 14 for 28, which ain't that much better or worse than Ryan Tannehill. So don't even fool yourself. Ryan Tannehill did not win this game. Sorry. Marquise Goodwin had a nice bomb, and Ryan Tannehill threw a nice bomb over Blanton running into dude over there on accident, trying to make a play, and guy runs in for a touchdown. Yo, what do you want? Blanton had a rough day yesterday. It's also the first time Blanton's really seen a lot of time. He's also a, a core special teamer as well, and let's talk about that. Oh, Aaron, hold Aaron, on, hold on, What's hold on. up? I got, your, I got your stats, though. Okay. Lorenzo Alexander is on top of the league right now with nine. Brian, Brian Arakpo's third with seven. Von Miller has seven and a half coming in second. And he actually plays the Texans tonight. So a second and a half for Von Miller, he can tie Lorenzo Alexander. All right. I don't give a fuck if he does, though. So there you have it. There's uh, Num Bills, Ad- Bills Adam D on Twitter. With the uh, stat line, into a Tom Jones song. Anyways, you um, sounded like Morse code. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Like into, it was into Tom Jones. Drunk Dean would appreciate that. That was pretty tight. Even though he can't play, I don't think he can play Little Click. Can Dean play Little Click? Can Dean count to four? Can Dean count? Wait, Dean. Nah, I know you're good. listening. Just His think math about skills are sharp. He's a, he's actually a really good machinist. Well, after counting beers, I hope so. But yeah, I don't think he counts beers. 
I think he counts boxes. The beers count. I think he count <laughs> the he beers count him. He counts cases. <laughs> oh man, well, they ain't thirty racks. All right, he's not that bad. Yo, shout out, shout out to Dean. He got a really cute dog this week. Yeah, we love Dean. We love picking on him too. And his dog is awesome looking. I want to pet it. So the Bills, the 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 big nugget of the game is uh, the Bills could not stop the run. And the Bills' offense did not do enough to sustain drives to keep that defense healthy. Check lost to me in appearance. He did okay. Got his first tackle. It was almost a sack. Lost his tackle for Ginny. It was like it was like half a step. If it was half a step back, it would have been a fucking sack. He had a couple pressures too that were nice. I think it was uh, him and Preston Brown chasing Tannehill down to the sideline. Rex did say there was one play. It was. Uh, Lorenzo Alexander and Shaq Lawson. He looked that might have been it. He looked explosive. He did, but I thought he could have taken a little bit better of an angle on the one with oh, uh, Lorenzo Alexander. I you don't know. weren't that good on your first day of drywall, were you? This ain't the same. It's his first day on the job, man. I really like a hockey reference there. You don't, but I don't have one. <sighs> You don't just go into McDonald's and start making Big Macs, man. You got to work your way up to that shit. <laughs> no, nah, man, put me on. Yo, I am ready for the McRiddle. I can handle that. You need get out of here. You need two shifts of training yeah. minimum. McRiddle ice cream sandwich. Freaking suck it. All right, hot salad. Yo, yo, yo. Okay, actually, I worked at McDonald's when I was a kid, and this is way off topic. I'm sorry, but I get the I get the McFlurry cup. And I put a little layer of vanilla ice cream at the bottom. Take an apple pie, break it in half, put it in there, smash it up with a spoon a little, some caramel sauce. You're looking more, like you're some right. Some more ice cream, some caramel sauce. I put the peanuts. I kind of wish on my shaft was in your hand right now as I was playing this. I'm because I'm doing the the crush yeah. up with the spoon yeah. motion. Yeah, it looks a lot like it looks yeah, like it looks looks good. Looks like I'm fapping off over here. I wish I, I wish it came up this high up by my face. I'll lean but, near you if you want. All right. But anyways, so we got we got ice cream. We got the caramel sauce. We got the peanuts. We got the apple pie. I put it on that McFlurry blender. Yo, that shit is intended for God's tongue. No sausage, though? And I got to, and I got to taste it. You know, throw some bacon in there. I never even thought to put bacon in it. This was before people were putting Dude, you should, go, you should go apply for McDonald's just so you can make it. Yeah, I didn't leave on the best terms. Yo, why don't we just put it on video? Why don't we just go through? You just set up your iPad, have it tilted. People won't see it. You just hide the camera, and you ask at the drive-thru to put bacon in it. I actually smoked a lot of pot one night and went into a McDonald's and asked somebody if they would mash up an apple pie into a McFlurry for me, and they were like, nah, I ain't doing that. I was like, come on. Well, they're paid not much money. I wouldn't either. Screw you. That's why you got to work there and you got to be a part of the team. You got to make yourself your own damn bacon McClurries. Yo, I was visibly high as hell. Like, how are you going to say no in that situation? And you know what? Actually, another time I was visibly like ill as hell. And I went into that Walmart right by your house here. Like I had like snot bubbles coming out of my nose. And this like this woman, this bearded cashier woman was like, I can't sell you this NyQuil. You don't have ID. I was in, I was like at least 25 years old when this happened. I had a beard. I don't even know what, how are people going to just like see the condition I'm in like that and just just deny you because you deserve it. I don't know why. I feel like 
I feel like Tyrod Taylor out here, and he must feel like Rodney Dangerfield. For you young kids, that's this this uh, comedian that used to always talk about how he gets no respect. You probably have to be old like me to know that, but oh my god! So I had a stat what for you. Got? you. I had a stat for you guys. What you got? The Bills on third down, three for thirteen. What's that lead to in an hour long game of football? Is that that's thirty seven minutes? Is that our time of possession for the Dolphins? Is that our offense or our defense? On third down. That's our offense. Oh, that sucks shit. So, I mean, either way, it sucks shit. But You know what I mean? It's like, if you really break it down, you have to sustain drives. And that Marquise Goodwin touchdown, that was awesome. I, I will be honest, the, the vibe I got from this game, the one thing I did like from this team is, even though it did not show up, I don't feel like this team gave up. This Bills team did not give up. And what what killed me is I'm at Larson's house freaking going ape shit. Shout out and shout out to David Larson and uh, his Twitter handle is I hate Tom Rund actually. And uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. It's the best Twitter handle ever invented. Um, I don't know. I had a good one back back in the day. I mean, I think it's still up there. But what was it? Deacon your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm flipping out because. I, I even in garbage time, Tyrod Taylor drove down the field. They they came over two penalties, not you know that that were gimmies, two first down penalties that were gimmies for for the Bills. But I like that Tyrod Taylor made it a point to drive down the field and, and try to score a touchdown. Now I know it makes, I know it makes no sense. I know it makes no sense. Dave's yelling at me, dude. It's just garbage time. It doesn't matter. I'm like, whatever, man. Like he had the demeanor to be like, fuck this team. These guys are playing dirty. I don't give a shit. They're shoving them late out of bounds. And what kills me is Miami. I'm taking on Miami fans on Twitter. Like, yo, good for you. Like, you guys won. I'm so happy. You know what makes it feel great is looking at the stadium. You guys can't even fill the fucking place. And you're going to come talk shit to me. And it's, you know, your team is a joke. Unfortunately, the Bills couldn't hang. And the Miami Dolphins... Beat the shit out of the Bills like the Bills did to the Patriots. Just physically hurt people. And the Bills' offense was already depleted. LaShawn McCoy is not 100%. He might not even have been 85%. And at the same time, you got this J.H.I.E. kid just running. You got bad angles from these linebackers. You got all sorts of things just going wrong. You're missing 16 tackles. Here's how I look at it. I was a little disgusted personally that that Miami kept on playing dirty. It's like, yo, you guys are clearly controlling the game. And, you know, the big pass play given up at the end there was a nail in the coffin. And and when J.H.I.E., we're thinking third down, this team is going to really stick it to them and they're going to get the ball back. Hope Maybe if a bad punt, they'll be close to the 50 and the Bills, and, and they're just going to drive in for the score, and they're going to put up another touchdown. And they're just going to win this game, or at least get three points. And there was another time earlier in the game where the Bills, I, was, I, I said out loud to Dave, I go, dude, I just hope that 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 this team can get three more yards and they could try for a field goal. Dan Carpenter had a had a, a an okay game; he didn't miss. So if that's how you want to judge it. And I looked at it like, okay, let's get three more yards. What ends up happening, the Bills are punting from their own 39, 40-yard line, unfortunately. And that's because Tyrod Taylor got sacked. 
And really, what happened in this game overall? I'm not trying to ramble here, but like uh, a last keynote I want to get into from this game. Obviously, the defense failed. Jay Ajayi had 214 yards rushing on 7.4 yards average. That's ridiculous. And I thought watching the Steelers condensed game with the Dolphins, oh, dude, he just had one big run in garbage time. And here I am talking about Tyrod Taylor's touchdown in garbage time. But really, the Bills didn't get the big play that they've been getting. The Bills have been getting turnovers. There were no turnovers in this game whatsoever. And it unfortunately highlighted what I've been really suppressing in my head, which is I know Tyrod Taylor hasn't shown it. I know he hasn't shown in that situation. I threw out on Twitter, this is where Tyrod Taylor gets paid when it came to the fourth quarter. This is where he he earns that supposed 27 mil if they don't restructure, by the way, which they always do. You know, so what's your takeaway on on that? No turnovers and no breaks. Yeah, what I think happened here was the Dolphins came in and gave the Bills a taste of their own medicine, sort of. Everyone always talks about Rex Ryan when he said, I want to build a bully. And he kind of has. But it almost feels like these guys came in with with an attitude like, we're just as big and bad as they are, and like we're going to show them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the things, that, the things that we hung our hat on weren't there for us today. You know, we... We found our identity running that football and having that stout defense. Rex Ryan said he tried in his presser, said they tried everything to stop that run game. What does that tell me? Execution. Execution. And now, look, this is a division loss to the Dolphins, okay? They've had this victory Monday going on. These players supposedly have been doing their prep work. And honestly, they could have been caught sleeping on the Dolphins. But what I want to wonder is this, is... I hope this team goes in and says, screw this Dolphins game. This is what we did wrong. Let's look at this, and we are game planning today, Monday. Get your head out of your asses. Let's go. We have Tom Brady and the Patriots next. Because if they don't win this game, which is very likely they won't win this game, the Patriots are on a three-game win streak. Of course, they play a hobbled They they don't even play a Ben Roethlisberger. and, And actually, the Steelers made it competitive, but the... Right now, the Patriots roll Legarrette Blount, who, oh by the way, is a splitting image of Jay Ajayi. Like, no, it really sucks to to lose a game that we counted on winning, and I think we have the most treacherous two games on our schedule ahead of us. We have, we have. If you look at the Cardinals Seahawks game, okay, you look at the score, and you look at what the Bills did to that Cardinals defense, okay, how many points they put up on the Cardinals. Look, I really, really, really think that this Bills team might be able to match up against the Seahawks. I could be absolutely nuts, but they got to stop yeah, I'm Tom not, Brady. But right I'm now. not gonna. I'm not even gonna say like, oh, the Seahawks. Like that's that's a hard game. If they if they do it, they do it. But it, it's a hard game. It's a loud stadium. They're on the West Coast. They got to travel. It's a road game. Can they win? Sure. They can win any of these games. They can lose any of these games. They could go on a three-game losing streak but right now, and that a, ain't cool. It's, it's a, a situation 
where it looks like the deck's kind of stacked against him. And losing to this Dolphins team, which looked like shit until last week. Sorry, Dolphins fans. Your team looked like shit. And, and, yo, not for nothing, let's not forget right now one thing about this game. Tannehill did not Tannehill. He looks a lot better. If you go back on the Steelers game, and I should have said this at the last podcast, the preview, he's running out to his left and throws a ball from, like, the 35, his own 35-yard line all the way to, like, the 5 to Marquise Gray. Right. I mean, I think anybody... I think it was... I could be wrong. I think anybody who knows what time it is, like, was, was, you know, just assuming we'd have a couple a couple interceptions this game because we usually pick this kid apart when we face him I was I was he always he always I was banking on this defense getting that ball exactly I was too like I, I I took it for granted that that it happened it happened so frequently that I I am taking it for granted at this point I'm like ah Dolphins, uh, Tannehill. Their receivers aren't great. Their quarterback's okay. Our our secondary, they'll they'll get a couple. Like I, you could have probably asked me, and I probably would have said those exact words to you earlier in the week. I I look at it like I would have been like Tannehill's gonna struggle against exactly. our defense. Exactly. I would have said that. I mean, I can. This defense was rolling. In the bank. And, I would have said that. But you know what? Sorry, this is a game where we need Marcel Darius. I'm not going to say he's out of shape. I don't know anything. A lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are like, oh, that, that fat piece of shit I think comes so. back out of shape. There's never been any report that he's out of shape. But as everybody says over the years, like he came, the coach- off, he came off that suspension. I'm assuming there was a physical. It's the NFL. They have doctors. They, ha- they make these guys take physicals when they get activated. Do they not? Here's what I here, here here's my take on that. I think it's like this. It's the old. There's some coaching added or or, or, or add, like like coaching. There, there's coach speak that we always hear when you listen to national media. You listen to actual former coaches and players. That what is he it? was he was there all through camp. But but what was our worry with Carlos Williams? What game shape? Is that is that what we're getting at here? Right. We're gonna we're gonna throw throw the game shape card. The game shape card. How did you know? It's the but here's I the thing. I can see it in your eyes. It's the truth. It is the absolute truth. Okay, example. This will sound stupid, but here's the only metaphor I have that people are gonna laugh their ass off at. Growing up, I used to ride BMX. I used to go to the skate park. I was horrible. I would try riding street. I'd fall off the bike a lot. <coughs> And every now and then, I'll still pick up... What are you laughing at? Oh, I'll smash how, my face. How, how'd that turn out for you? Not good. Uh, got my braces off at 18. Yeah, 18. And then within three months, I smashed my face coming off a sub box down a six-foot quarter. And yeah, shit happens. I'm still, I still got the fake tooth going on here. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be six months. I've had it for like 14 years. Cracked it, super glued it back probably about 12 times. Um, you know... There's like a thing where when you fall a lot, you kind of start learning how to fall. Your body gets used to it. Um, there could be like little nicks where if I if I come off of a rail and then my bike like scrapes up against my shins or you take a pedal to your shin, 
it's like the same thing with like kickboxing and stuff. You kind of get used to taking that abuse on your shin after a while. So what I'm saying is, is if I go back and ride and I haven't rode in a minute, like it will take me a while to get back into shape where I can even get used to falling around. I can get used to getting hit by inanimate objects or a skateboard flying or the bike falling on you. Like I would go into a foam pit and that thing would just land on me. It sucked. And I'm, and I'm a dunce. I'm not coordinated at all. But yeah, it's probably been like 14 years since I rode a skateboard. My feet still hurt from that shit. Just thinking about it, right? So what I'm trying to say is Marcel Darius has to go <laughs> up against brick shit houses <laughs> on the other side of him. Every player has to. And I honestly think that the NFL suspensions, especially over fucking weed, hurt teams, hurts the NFL product more than anything. And it's just archaic because if he was in game shape, if he was playing these four games, we wouldn't have this problem. And, yes, it's on our, that's also let, on let Marcel. Me, let, me be, let me be social media guy. Yeah, but the rules are rules, and they paid him $100 million not to do that. And they're okay, right. Okay, loud and clear. We got it. But we got let's the go, first 100,000 times. Let's go to it. the flip side. If you think weed is a big deal, you've clearly not smoked weed. And trust me, I was in your camp for years. I was straight edge for a very long fucking time. And I discovered weed after 30. So for real, like, I'm only on 29. But what I'm saying here is, God damn, that for was, a guy like Marcel. That's so recent. For a guy like Marcel, who's gone through so much tragedy. and has been for 20 years, Dave. I know. For a guy like Marcel it's been, that's had so much that's tragedy terrible. over the last few years of his life, that's real life stuff. I don't think he thinks it's a big deal for the weed. We've talked about this many times. At the same time, rules are rules. And I'll be honest, not there having him there for the four games, he's not in game shape. And what's he do? First week, he pulls a hamstring. You know how often it happens when guys get suspended, they come in, they pull a hamstring? All the fucking time. All the time. They're paying this guy a lot of money. He needs to be on the field. The Bills need this guy right now. Even Shaq Lawson is not in shape. Yo, I pulled a hamstring getting out of a car, though. Like, because you're, de- you're dehydrated. You wonder what these guys going down to Florida, especially. Are you they put hydrated? Your foot, you put your foot down wrong, and it just happens, though. Like, I, it's happened to me, and I'm not playing a competitive sport with, like, large men throwing themselves right. in my direction. Like, it just happened. Like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just was trying to get out of the car and, like, kind of wobbled on one leg for a second. So I had, I had, I had another topic to get into. Um, one of the last ones, Aaron Williams got absolutely clobbered by Landry. Where do you fit? Where does the fan base stand on that? If you want, shoot us a tweet at numbills fan at numbills, Adam D. Oh, Let don't tweet know. at me. Tweet at Dave. Tweet at me. We'll talk about it on our Facebook live show, 7 p.m. If you don't know, yeah. Facebook.com, Numbills fan. Or just bring the heat live and in person. Exactly. Come like, talk uh, some shit. Invite the Dolphin fans. We'll take more viewers all day. We average 1,500 viewers. There's a reason. There's a good-ass party. Come get your freak on. We'll chill. Like the legendary shit. Wu-Tang Clan said, we'll, bring we'll the spit. motherfucking ruckus. Exactly. We'll spit no facts. But look, Aaron Williams... Landry, what did I think right off the bat? You got to be kidding me. And then you look at it, and you got to be like, you got to be kidding me. 
But if you take it out of the situation and you didn't know Aaron Williams' back history of his neck injury and possible career-ending shit and also having a concussion in training camp, you think, whatever, that was a great hit. And the fact is, Aaron Williams got to have his head a little bit more into what's in in front of him. I am not going to blame Aaron Williams for what happened to him here. But I'm also not going to be like, oh, he fucking targeted him. Because there's a ton of shit going around. Oh, no, he, he did that on purpose. Nah, man, like, you're playing a full speed game. Here comes this dude, like... It's you or him. Like one of y'all, one of y'all's got to get out of the way. The two, you know, rules of physics. Those two, those two, you know, masses can't occupy the same space. And I'll tell you what, I posted on Twitter, and uh, I think I think you know Landry's like, I gotta, I gotta get through this situation, you know, and it just didn't line up exactly how you would want to. But here's the here's the thing. Everyone is flaming Landry online, and it it sucks to see a guy go down. Especially Aaron Williams is one of my favorite Bills, just because he's like a genuinely like cool guy. He's a pretty good safety. Like he's he's a guy that that I I like to have on the team, like on the level of like Fred Jackson. He's proven to be a playmaker. Right, right. I'm not gonna say he's you know like some elite Hall of Fame, which we couldn't safe, say before safety. this season started. I would but say. but I like I like. Aaron Williams, the dude, you know what I mean? Right. We have an emotional, us Bills fans, we have an emotional investment in this kid, man. Right. Like, right. He's a good person. He really, and he I seems mean, like an awesome him. teammate and like, just like a good kid. He's never getting in trouble. You know, that he's, he's up, like I said, he's up there with Fred Jackson. I, I really do feel like he is kind of a leader in that well, locker room. Fred Jackson kind just of, just by default. Fred sorry. Jackson kind of carried the torch to Aaron Williams and you still got Kyle who's been around and Eric Wood and, Right, right, and, and I mean you're talking, and it, I think there's, I think there's kind of like a special like inner circle that that includes those players that you just mentioned. Yo, I like, thought about something the other day. You ready for this? Um, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but like the Bills lifers. I was, I was thinking, um, I was thinking that, you know, if you had to think about Wall of Fame guys, I was thinking eventually the Fred Jackson you would think would be up there. I mean, you look at the statistics. If Aaron Williams stays consistent and still plays football and stays in Buffalo for say another five years and, and still plays, you could see him because he's such a likable character being up there along with Eric Wood. I could be nuts. Maybe they're just average players of some people, but let's be real here. You know what? You and know, Kyle Williams. Like those guys have been on the team a long time. You know what my little, my little fantasy is? What's that? That like all these guys we're talking about all end up coaching here. I know. All, I know. Everyone wants all the ex Bills coach coaches. Everyone wanted Frank Reich to come to come here, and so on and so forth. But man, like I would love Fred Jackson to come back as like a running backs coach, and he seems like really eager to stay active. You know what I mean? So like, right. if he doesn't, if he doesn't, you know, end up playing anymore. And if like, there's a guy who would be good at that, talking about teaching people vision, he played indoor football for years. Um, you know, did NFL Europe. Especially indoor football, the field is smaller. You have to have a lot faster decisions to be made. And that's kind of like we were talking about with LaShawn McCoy. Is he couldn't make that, that nanosecond shift that LaShawn usually does. Right off the bat, when he gets the ball, he makes some quick adjustment. You know, and, and he, he, he's through. You know, so it's like, man, Fred Jackson, I feel you, dude. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, how cool would it be if, like, you know, <laughs> Bills 2025, you got, like, you know, Fred Jackson, the offensive coordinator, Kyle Williams, the defensive line coach. <laughs> yeah, really. And, and not for nothing. No, I, I mean, now I'm really getting ahead of myself. So I, I had something else on the game, actually. I posted on Twitter, um, and this will probably be my last thought, unless you got some other stuff you want to bounce into. Um, I posted on Twitter, all right, after the Landry hit. This team wants to play dirty. I, You know, I, I, oh, I kind of feel even, like. We didn't even really finish up on that. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of feel like Rex Ryan has a very good grip of this team right now compared to last year. And the reason I say that is last season against the Patriots. Because nobody punched Landry's head off for that. Yeah, I was shocked that. That this team held their composure and they didn't, you know, all the flag. That's why I was like I think, weird. I think it was more an era of just genuine concern for Aaron Williams, though, because, like, it was very apparent that he wasn't getting up. But if it was me, I posted on Twitter, like, I wouldn't be shocked if Rex unleashes the shackles unless these kids just, just fuck shit up. And I thought that's what was going to happen. At the same time, I mean... Let's be real here. It didn't. That tells me Rex has a lot of control of this team. Like you know, am it, I making, am shows, I making stuff no, up? No, it shows progress in that in that discipline department that everyone was so critical of last season. Right. We didn't see any dumbass penalties. Well, I they're, mean, they're, the they part. did get flagged for one of the uh, little incidents, but they also it had. Was, yeah, yeah. You was, know, yeah. There, there was a couple. There was a phantom was, face mask call on yeah, Jerry was, Hughes. And there was two penalties with little skirmishes that got offset, you know, so. Look, the Bills got manhandled. They, they got didn't the even p- get manhandled, man. They lost by three fucking points. Do you think maybe they just didn't get the break that we're used to seeing? Could that be Exactly. It? Like, I mean, even though they did run the ball all over them, Tyrod Taylor was inaccurate. I mean, there is that, but I think it takes two to tangle. If you can't sustain a drive, well, why is that? Your offensive line isn't doing what it's doing. I don't know. I shot a feeler message out to Eric Turner at CoverOne.net, and shout out to him, by the way, and he's doing his thing. Yeah, he's, got, like, a, he's got a new podcast out. And it's pretty dope. Yeah. It's pretty dope. I like it. Uh, very informative, very brief, and, and he's he's very good on, like, breaking down the stats to the layman's like me. Yeah, first, and, first three episodes available on CoverOne.net, iTunes, or Podbean.com. Check it out. Pretty dope, pretty dope. But uh, I shot him a message, which I haven't gotten a reply yet. He must be asleep. How was? How, how did Felton look? Like, was he in a lot? And, and I want to. Oh no, I, he got back to us. Did I, he? I seen it. Hold on. He yeah. He, he texted you. But back. I will say, you know, as you as you find that. Um, no, he said he was in below his average. He played thirteen snaps. So boom. Felton has He's always, to. Felton has, has to do. Answers, he man. does. Felton has to do a lot with this offense and what it's been doing since. Giro has been axed as offensive coordinator oh, since he's been. That. I hate the nickname. I know since since Greg Roman was was let go, relieved of his duties. They really incorporated Felton, and also Richie Incognito mentioned Felton specifically, saying like, "Hey, he found relief. Oh. He found his niche. He found out what he needed to do in this offense." And Felton had a back injury in the week. He did not finish a practice. And I think he is the hammer. I've been calling him the hammer because he's the guy going through the holes, blocking to the second level, 
And then, you know, we're just talking two games ago how the receivers, oh, by the way, Eric Wood or Robert Woods, you know, these guys are engaged with the secondary, with the defensive backs. And that's what we didn't get this week. And it takes two to tangle. The offensive line didn't do their job. What did that lead to? Not sustaining drives. Your well, defense right. tires think, out. That is very I vintage Billsy of the past. I don't want to discredit anybody here, but we've had some we've had some favorable situations throughout the win streak we had going. I mean that Arizona Cardinals defensive line was down three starters. We made a turnstile out of it. You know, we when we faced the Rams, Aaron Donald was beat to shit. He he was a non-factor that game. They took him out just like they did J.J. Watt the year before. Boom, and you we, know, and we took advantage of that. And you know, we got we got McCoy over here like setting the stat sheet on fire. But you know, we wa- we went in against a very healthy, very formidable Miami very Dolphins, motivated Miami Dolphins team defensive you know? line, especially. And, and, and when you look and, at the names on the, that D-line... They were the brick wall that they were supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. And when you look at that D-line, you're thinking, okay. But I look at the players that they were missing, too. And I thought the Bills could exploit it. I really feel that them missing missing a safety in the cornerback, that they, that the Bills are trying to exploit that. I think their game plan was, hey, Tyrod... Now, I could be totally wrong. Hey, Tyrod, let's put a little more on their shoulders. Here's what they're saying about you. Go execute it. At the same time... Yo, that's a... I mean, that's... That's up there with like our cold front. That's that's a three Pro Bowler defensive line. All right, that, that's up there with the, with our cold front defense from a couple of years ago. I mean, you got you got Shady McCoy out there trying trying to do this on one leg, right? You got still Gilsley could get more touches, man. Four running four running plays when you're up seventeen to six. Come on, come on. It's it's just. You know, when when I'm watching the game, I, I don't ever look at stats of what's going on. So I, I really love watching the game, just having a feel. And then you look at some stats and you're like, oh, that's ugly. And then you want to blame that. But I kind of go by feel. And, and in hindsight, hearing that, I mean, what did what the Bills have at one time? Six yards? The second half, that, that showed up? Yeah, I mean. I was like, really? Can't. Look. You, you can't rely on. A passing game with a hundred receivers out. You know what I mean? We without what? He still he still spread the, the Four ball. Receivers like this isn't this isn't what Tyrod signed up for. Like he had he had a nice wide receiver core coming out of camp, coming out of preseason. Yo, to wrap up, my last thought on this is the Buffalo Bills. This could be the best thing to happen to them, but it's really not. No, because it's no, an they, AFC East loss and also, oh, by the way, duh, in the conference. And they got to they gotta get their shit together. I hope they wake the fuck up and they do what they got to do. And it comes down to prep. But I don't know what they should do. They don't have receivers right now. Again, another year where receivers are dropped down like flies. And I had this theory, which I want to touch on Wednesday. People are talking about, oh, they should trade for Alshon Jeffrey. They, some people want... Deshaun Jackson. Yo, I've seen people go as far as saying trade our first round pick for Jeffrey. Yo, I who's had, on an expiring contract, by the way. 
Yo, we're I gonna s- give a first round pick to fucking rent this guy? Are you fucking kidding me? Yo, I say trade Sammy Watkins for Alshon Jeffrey. If Watkins can't play right now or possibly this year, anyways, is that nuts? I don't know. I really don't, I don't know like at this it. point. This team needs I don't to, like it. This team is in I win s- now mode right now. I know, but I oh dude. Leave that dangling for find us on that Wednesday one, Facebook no. Live. We're gonna talk about no, that. I got Seven PM Facebook.com Numb Bills fan brought to you by Billsforlife.com, the Red Pintel Tailgate. We love those dudes. Jamie Tilbury, thank you. Hugs and kisses. Hope you're sober listening to this. And also, Hope you're not. We're brought to you sucked. by PunchDrunkSports.com. Follow them on Twitter at PunchDrunk. Great podcast. Also, lastly, NumbBillsFan.com. Don't forget it. Find all our shit up there. Find me on Twitter at NumbBillsFan. And then I'm looking at you. That's at NumbBillsAdamD over there. Say holler. They don't know who you are yet. No, I'm not going to say that. You have anything else here? I could go on for another two fucking hours, but we're going to put the cap on me. We got All shit right. to do. I got to go back to work, so peace. Numbillsfan.com. Go there.